Peace, good people. Peace. Welcome to another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. With Kariga and Felicia. On the Black Love Podcast Network. Yes, thank you. Thank you for being a part of this community. Yeah, thank you for joining us. And Absolutely. We are going to just jump right into this episode. I want to start with an affirmation. You know, keep it consistent. Keep it cute. Okay. Yeah, they definitely <laughs> like your voice. Your voice is definitely cute. <laughs> so if you have your soul affirmations text, I'd like you to turn to page 62. Okay. All right. Touch your neighbor and tell them to grab their text. Wait, you touching? Without consent? I'm with consent, of course. Okay. Yes. Grab your text. And it reads, maintaining peace on the path is as important as the destination. I'm going to read it one more time for you, for, the, for those in the back. Maintaining peace on the path is as important as the destination. <laughs> Maintaining peace on the path is, is as important as, as the destination. destination. And I really like that affirmation, particularly for this episode. Wow. Because this is a very special episode. I'm really excited to talk with you about it. Um, and I look forward to hearing more from you about the process that it took. In preparing and releasing and creating prayers of an angel father. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. No, that is a that is a very fitting affirmation mm-hmm. for this episode. I think so, for sure. And uh, I'm actually grateful. Like in my current spirit right now, mm-hmm. I have joy to be able to talk about the project. Mm. Let's go. Let's do it. Okay. So honestly, Riga, before coming here, like I knew we were going to talk about prayers of an angel father and. I feel like it's best for me to kind of write some of my thoughts about it. And so I wrote some thoughts that I want to bring to you. Okay. Uh, they're, they're really my feelings about prayers of an angel father. Wow. And I always do better when I'm writing it down. So wow. this is what I have. I'm tripping because I'm real life hearing this for the first time. <laughs> so like the smile on my face is. Yeah. All right. So prayers of an angel father is special to me. Because it's not separate of me. It is an artistic telling of an experience. Though experiencing it differently, it is one that you and I share. I don't want to imagine having to navigate those waters without Kariga. To navigate said waters and then come to the shore and tell the tale with melodies, harmonies, rhythms, and bars is a treat. This is also special for me because it's an identity that he is proud of to stand in with me. He did not leave me alone there. Not that I would expect him to, but I have to acknowledge that in the rooms that house support groups for mothers who experience pregnancy and neonatal loss, Kariga was the only father that was there. He was not separate from me even in there. And I feel like I'm not even set. We're not even apart on the project. Wow. We are in this together. Wow. Yes, we are together. (laughs) As evidenced by the journey, but Felicia, that is a profoundly touching testimony. I love your clarity. I love your tone. I love what you recall. I love what you brought back to us. Thank you for that writing. Thank you for that sharing. I think that is fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji, (laughs) fire emoji. No, man. I think the project is fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji. 100, 100, 100. (laughs) I am grateful that you took the time. I'm grateful that you leaned into the process and you were able to tell the tale 
of that process. We're still in it. Yeah, we're still in it. And I'm still in the remnants of what you wrote. But you said something about the artistic telling of the, there was a, there was a phrase artistic. Telling of the experience, though we are experiencing it differently. An artistic telling of the experience. Mm-hmm. To hear you regard me as an artist, though I know you see me as one, but to hear it in your writing, in your tone, and to know that art is what I was able to achieve in the strokes mm. of the pen as I wrote in different phrases and stances and brought in different parts of the process mm -hmm. that you see it as art was really touching for me because I don't remember approaching this as an artist. Mm. I remember approaching this in my truth because I was willing to reject art mm. because I did not want to create art from, for consumption from my pain. I hear that. I hear that. But what uniquely happened in this process is that I didn't create art. It was me. Mm. It is me. It was a process. It was the way I could articulate the chords, the mm -hmm. soundscape. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, wow. I also love that it's a visual tale of the process. I think every every track has a visual. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Which means we even have more coming. Yeah. Yeah. Every track has a visual. I love that. It came in this way, not even a full intention, other than there was so much to hold, mm -hmm. so much to tell. Mm -hmm. I remember when I understood that there was more than songs to write in the storytelling, mm -hmm. that all of it could not fit in songs. Mm -hmm. So I would have to live in it. I would have to share it in new dimensions to fully embody the lived experience, the story, mm -hmm. the changes, the cast of support that was around us, the family, the friends, the community. Mm -hmm. It would take multiple iterations of storytelling, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I'm really just like, wow. Yeah, we did document this visually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even when baby girl. Wow. <laughs> Wow. It's visually documented. And um, I think it's so special. And again, like I overemphasize this leaning into the process because I, I don't think that it's something that we hear quite often. I know that we don't hear it on the radio, right? Yep. But I think it takes a lot of a lot of work to be comfortable with that, um, yeah. being vulnerable like that and it's not something that's unfamiliar to you though I feel like this is very much your path you've done so with soul affirmations right and you've offered that to us but even before soul affirmations I I believe that you've done this with Peace King and I know that we're not talking about Peace King but it is the processing mm -hmm. after the loss of your brother mm -hmm. and I think that it is so beautiful that you have been able to do that again. And that's mm. very much, I, I mean, even with surrender, like it's the processing of working with your students. You are no stranger to digging deep inside yourself and leaning into your experiences and then offering them to the listener. I just saw a forest listening to you speak. I just saw a forest 
that I, I can't see right now. It's like the future mm-hmm. projection mm-hmm. of all those things you just described, all those seeds that were planted and how deeply <laughs> they were planted. I like that. They'll one day grow. Yeah. And it's come to my attention from you, from Mani, from Care, from Molly, mm-hmm. that I've been doing this work all along. <laughs> and I did not know, even when I wasn't mature enough to do the work, mm-hmm. to understand it the way I do now, I've been doing it all along. Yeah. Growing something different than a following, growing something different than a brand, mm-hmm. growing something different than a career. You know, growing something different than a, a fan base. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really growing in the practice of love and sowing seeds and really going into spaces that often don't get told. Mm-hmm. Um, to really love in the margins, to love the hard parts of life, to find the beauty in those spaces. Hmm. I've been doing it all along and I don't have memory of it. I was telling um, mm. Tristan this morning mm-hmm. that uh, if I think about all that I've carried, sometimes it still gets overwhelming because mm. it has not resolved to make sense yet. Mm. What folks see is me in the process of carrying something that still doesn't make sense. Will it ever make sense? True, true speech, I don't know. Right. But what I do know is that Forward is my path. (laughs) Forward is my path. Mm -hmm. And each day I arise and I see new dimensions of love, new dimensions of grace, new dimensions of why I tell the stories, who they are referenced for. Mm -hmm. I mean, the amount of people who have reached out in direct messages, on emails of all sorts, talking about how this testimony, how this storytelling mm. showed up for them. Come remember, on, soul affirmations? No, I'm talking about prayers of an oh, angel father. Okay. Yeah. But this was before they knew it was a composition, so it starts mm. with radical gentleness. Yeah. A lot of brothers reached out mm. about ways they can see and be able to serve in more capacities after their loss. Ooh, that's the, powerful. It, it really happened. Or the way they realized they shut down after their loss and didn't continue to process and now wish to engage in processing and being wow. available for their partner. I saw that happen real time. Wow. I saw people take ownership of our story in a loving and endearing way insofar as we created room for them to address something in their life that they had not been able to previously address. Mm. I saw this happen real time. Mm. To me, that is so much more telling than any quantifiable number of plays, spins. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the, the work right there. The metric of touching a life. Yeah. Like you can't measure that outcome. But it it's unique that that's the work that I'm engaged in, although it's storytelling through music, because sometimes you can get caught in the intersection of what the music does and what the music is and mm-hmm. what the music biz. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but to remember that this is f- far beyond business as usual. Mm-hmm. 
right? This mm-hmm. is far beyond business as usual. It gives me a great sense of centeredness right now. And I mean, I was I was going to say that, like, I'm grateful that this is a project where you don't even have to ascribe to that. Right. This is literally like it's hard work. It is for the lives that you've already told me that you've touched. Right. The we've touched that we've touched those fathers that have reached out and you've made room for them to lean into their processing. And I find that so special because even context when we experienced the double transition of Kamayu, there was an angel father that reached out to you, right? Yep. Preston Carter, please let it go. Please say it, Carter. <laughs> and I speak his name uh, because that family was so integral in shaping our identity. Wow. I, I mean, Claire, his wife, is the reason why I regard myself as an angel mother. Huge part. Man. The only reason why we have any video right. to begin with right. was because... He sent me Preston Carter's tribute video. Wow. That was my first reference for having the courage to tell the story of my angel daughter. Wow. First reference. Wow. Very first reference. Wow. And it, and it catapulted me into a space of story. Yeah. It feels like he like passed a baton. And this is what you have to do. This is what our children require of yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine the seed we plant or the baton we pass. Mm -hmm. Uniquely enough, never wanting to imagine that you have to hand it off. Mm -hmm. But just as time knows to move on since the beginning, (laughs) then perhaps I can't control what is to come and what is what is in past. Right. But I can show up. Right. Right. Yeah. With love, with dignity, with courage and stand in the space of discomfort of words. Mm -hmm. The words don't work. That's the thing about it. Yeah. It's yeah. about the showing up, about the touch. Mm-hmm. Well, Rika, I want to hear more on the back end about how this project came together. Yeah. I want to hear more about why it flows the way that it flows. It yeah. opens with me. It closes with me. You're absolutely right. I want to understand more about why it was important to release the this. The queen before the kingdom teaches it based on logic. <laughs> but yeah, give us, give, us, give us the scoop. Give us the so scoop boom. behind it all. I so boom. <laughs> I so boom. It begins with your voice intentionally, declaratively as honor of being Kamai's mother, of being my wife, of being my partner in this journey of grief. Mm-hmm. I've learned to listen intuitively and deeply to the voice of mothers concerning grief, period. Yeah. And I've also learned that I've lost nothing by honoring the voice of mothers and their grief. In fact, it's just added value to my learning. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So you are the lead lady in my life, (laughs) Kamayu's mother. So it centers your voice. You open the space for us and you close the space so profoundly. That was intentional. The story really begins why we're here, how we're here, right? The Black Love Podcast Network. Right. Right. (laughs) Black Love, our family, part of our story, part of our journey Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. We hear that beginning from this segment of our interview. Yeah. That was real time storytelling. Mm-hmm. Couldn't replicate that tonality if we ever tried. <laughs> it was that moment. <laughs> I laugh because I think about uh, my best friend at the time. I mean, she's still my best friend, but. <laughs> <laughs> I love that part. I love that part. That was, like, Damn, that was cute. Because that's how you I tell. I mess st- up like that. <laughs> y'all, 
because that's how Felicia tells stories. She still <laughs> tells stories. She story still tells telling. stories like a nine year old. And I love it <laughs> at recess. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but um, it begins there with intention. And then we go into baby Bailey girl. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That joy. Like thinking back to that day. Mm. It's unique because the. You know how your phone stores pictures and dates and memories. So we had just recently approached what was the gender reveal yeah. for Kamayu. So reliving that moment in real time with Kamali here was such a paradox. Mm. It was like a, a time travel that I could not make sense of. Mm. There was my loss. There was my daughter. Here is my daughter. What is this feeling? And that's real time right now still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when we get into like the creation and the landscape and, and, and the project and its nature, I knew that it wasn't going to be like anything I've ever created. Mm. But I wanted to intentionally select a catalog of experiences so that there was nothing to skip. Mm-hmm. You'd have to be in the process <laughs> Because this project references the process. Yeah. So you can't get to like, there's no rainbow. There's no overcoming moment. You hear a process. Now, wherever you want to experience a process, you can. But you can't skip a song to get to your other favorite song that doesn't include reference about Makamayu. So Prayers of an Angel Father was intentionally set up that way. Mm. For a courageous heart. Mm -hmm. For a deep listener. Mm -hmm. So that we may all love more abundantly. If you have the ability to sit in this without having to solve this, there's growth there. I really enjoyed how it came to be when I wasn't recording, had no intentions on recording, mm-hmm. had nothing to say. And my brethren, Enon, <laughs> reached out in the early side of things. That's right. And Enon, I was like, Riga, I just want to make sure you're good. We got to make sure you're able to create music. I told him respectfully, I don't have nothing to say. <laughs> there are no songs on my heart. There's no there lyrics in my heart. Not one. Mine, so there's nothing to say. <laughs> I felt that. And I think I said it as clear as I could. So when he called me again, reminding me about music, I firmly reminded him that there is no music <laughs> happening. And I hung up my phone. I firmly reminded him. And I hung up my phone. I can't believe it. Riga doesn't sound nice when he's firm either. <laughs> I can't believe I hung up I on my dog. I don't like firm Rig. <laughs> I'm sorry. B can't stand firm Rig. I can't. I cannot. Go ahead. Firm Rig loves her. Firmly. <laughs> but I hung up on my dog, right? Because mm-hmm. I was I couldn't hear a song and not answering his calls. Listen to what he does. He is engaging with me on social media. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's paying attention. Any music that's in the background of any of my posts <laughs> as an indicator or a sound patch of how I might be feeling. And he Yo, literally sampling chill, my music. Bro, chill. <laughs> he was so determined to make sure I recorded. Oh my gosh. Enon. He was sampling music from the background of any of my sessions or everywhere I was creating Enon. music. 
I want to say, give a nigga a grieving break, man. What the <laughs> give me a break, man. <laughs> give me a grieving break. Yeah, damn. No, go ahead. Okay. But the steadiness of his love was so profound because he was literally creating the soundscape for my voice. Yeah. I couldn't just pull up on any record. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I couldn't just go create music. He was creating music from moments that had sentimental value to me in my storytelling. And I said, damn. Ina, you are gifted. Brother, thank you. Bless him. It didn't go that fast. I didn't say thank you that fast. I said, th- <laughs> I mean, I did say thank you. Like, deeply, I, I, I appreciated him. But yeah, it even took me a while to listen to what he was sending. Right. I bet. Right? Because he's sending me these tracks. And I'm thinking to myself, I can't hear nothing. And one of the first ones he sends me was from a sample that he created from Radical Gentleness. Oh, that's right. Radical Gentleness happened in the safety Mm. of our creative retreat. Monty Draper, Kevin Allen pull up on us in Monterey. Oh, okay. They pull up on us in Monterey. Yeah. To help us understand the story, help us record our story in mm-hmm. whatever capacity we need. Mm-hmm. And I record radical gentleness in written form. Mm. Then Damani Rhodes comes. Yeah, that's right. And lays keys. That's right. And the sample is, isn't it, is part of it Baby Bailey Girl? Yeah. And part of it is Vadia on what is Vadia from Radical Gentleness. So Vadia has these sound these vocal so, patches. Okay, but so Vadia is on there with the vocal patches, but Radical Gentleness is Damani over your poem, right? Yeah. And Vadia singing on that. Got it. Okay, I jumped. Because I'm like, yeah. wait, is there a sample? No, there's yeah. not a sample. No, there's not there. a sample. That's, That's an original. Word. Composition. Okay. Composition. Okay. Okay. Vadi and Damani Rhodes. Yeah. Context. Not only do we make music and serve one another, but they also play played and sang at my brother's funeral. They did. And Kamayus. And Kamayus. So they've been there for me in all of my grief Mm -hmm. and all of my story and was not afraid to stand there. Mm -hmm. So Vadi lays those vocals. Mm -hmm. Enon then goes and samples. That's right. Baby Bailey girl. That's right. To tell me this is something he's hearing. He then merges and flies in radical gentleness. So we have some of Vadia's vocals. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. And that's how we oh, get. That's all oh, you talking. That's literally how we get prayers of an angel father. So literally the first two tracks become yeah. the third. Literally. That's tight. <laughs> that's how this goes. So the story develops on itself, but the music is also developing from the music. Mm. In the early parts, I was not equipped with the confidence to want to record Mm -hmm. unless it was so true. Mm -hmm. Delve into all this creative writing. I wanted to express myself. I wanted to be true. I wanted to be able to start with, I don't know if I didn't know. Mm Mm-hmm. I learned that from you. I was going to say, man, that's how I be feeling. <laughs> I learned that from you. But so much of the writing 
came from our conversations, from therapy. Mm -hmm. I also want to quickly go into Rose of Sharon. Okay. So Rose of Sharon comes to us by way of our experiences with the mothers from Be Imaginative. Mm -hmm. Mama Myra gives this honest testimony about why she's writing. And I heard those words clearer than I've ever heard them before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whether it's good or it's bad, I write whatever I feel. Mm -hmm. The mothers have given me so much wisdom on this process of grief. This echoing voice that kind of guides me from time to time because they're modeling it real time. Mm -hmm. But when we get into Rose of Sharon, it is this storytelling and I'm finding my pacing. I'm knowing who I'm knowing why I'm recognizing the role of the mothers in this journey. And then Enon sends me the track for what will become no weapon. <laughs> now I think no weapon is my, and you know what? It's hard to say which one is my favorite. I mean, I'm very, I'm very not, I mean, I'm very much a part of it. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and really quickly as a recap, obviously, like Baby Bailey Girl is the best song ever written in the entire world. Um, <laughs> of songs written in the entire world. Of songs written in the entire world. And it should have a million Grammys. <laughs> but not based on their measures. I don't need their measures. But what I'm saying is. You did. Uh, Lauren, so Lauren, Lauren Adams, our sister, so beautifully wrote that song. And I'm forever grateful to have it to keep you know, from that experience. I'm so glad you were what I thought at the time, crazy enough yeah, to make Karina that Yeah, Karina thought request. I was crazy for asking Lauren to do that, but I was not crazy. We were in you the were. back of a New York taxi cab and I must have been three months at the time. I'm, you know, right at the beginning of the pregnancy and I knew I wanted to do a gender reveal. I probably have already told this story, but I'm gonna tell y'all again. I knew I wanted a gender reveal and I knew I wanted it to be different and I knew I wanted it to be special and unique to Karee and I and our experiences since we shared music. Mm -hmm. I said, oh, okay, especially because I didn't want it to be like blue or pink. And um, I, I asked Lauren, I said, Lauren, you think you could write the song? She said, Feet is going to be the hardest song I ever wrote. And I was like, I know you can do it. And she knocked it out the park. Knocked <laughs> it out the park, went and caught it brought it back to us and knocked it out again it was it was so telling so telling so that special. i later learned that she went into what i call dimensions to write this song right she didn't just write it with the pen of a creative writer nope she wrote it with her heart she wrote it with her spirit she wrote it with intuition yeah she did she did i could not believe the accuracy of that song i couldn't believe my ability to sit and listen to it felicia and i never skipped the song once mm -mm, during our grief can't when it comes on, it comes on. It it don't matter if Tupac was playing before it. It don't matter if T.I. comes after it. It is in the mix. It's getting played. It's getting played. <laughs> but obviously, that is a very special song for me. But I also dearly, deeply love Radical Gentleness. And I remember the very first time I heard the poem. And it was when you and I were on a run slash walk. Do you remember that? Do you remember when you? No. You don't? Oh, man, Rika. So it was it was at night. Felicia has an amazing that. memory. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but it was at night 
and we were coming up this last hill that we hate coming up on when we're doing our run. It's like the this I'm tired already. God damn it, we gotta go up one more hill. It's but, a hill after hill. What is it's this? It's a hill after the hill. Jesus, take the hill. But <laughs> but Kariga recites the poem for me. And I remember feeling I've I've said this already, Kariga and I have very different experiences with our grief. But I remember hearing prayers of an angel, I'm sorry, radical gentleness, which is literally a prayer of an angel father, right? It is. And feeling very much like if this man can pray to God this way and praise God this way about me, then certainly I can do the same. Mm. And this mm. is this is when Kariga recited this to me, you know, transparently, because and I know that there's a lot of mothers, angel mothers that might feel this way. And the experience of loss and pregnancy loss and neonatal loss, if you have a relationship with God, if you are a faith-filled person, you are finding yourself asking God why. And chances are you're probably really upset, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm at that intersection and Kariga recites this poem to me, y'all, where I am resisting. I'm talking about every out-of-context scripture. Cannot, I'm judo-chopping that joint out of my way. Everything down. But um, this was such a special poem for me. And I also like that it is a poem on this project, it's that poem. we get so many different creative mediums for this work, mm. right? And then I freaking love Prayers of an Angel Father because, you know, I, I just love how he produced it. And I love that it is, a, it is both Baby Bailey Girl and Radical Gentleness. Yes, okay, it is. So, the, and so I can't really pick which one is my favorite, right? And this is why I love this segment because <laughs> I get to hear from Felicia in great detail <laughs> her synthesis and analysis and how this project shows up for her, which for me is one of the greatest honors as I was given permission to share the story in the way that I did. Mm-hmm. I think back to uh, early, this might be October. Mm-hmm. We are in DC. And I had a feature at Busboys and Poets with Arville. It's February. This oh, is February. I was going to say right. October. Yeah. I'm no, like, man, this is where February. was we? This is right before, <laughs> right before the pandemic. And I'm performing in real time while performing. I stopped my performance to ask Felicia's permission to go into some of our experience. I did that real time, not as a part of show or strategy, but it was my first time in a public space. And I realized that it would require her permission each time through and through because the experience is different. And there is a level of public engagement that comes with the storytelling. Mm. So to know that I had permission and I executed in a way that was safe for her, safe for me, true for me, true for her. That's a part of the architecture that no one saw mm. as I'm trying to figure out how I can tell a story that is in a way good for you and good for me and true for both of us. See? So to hear that I was able to do that. And I remember when wow. radical gentleness came to me, I heard the challenges in the writing. <laughs> I heard the challenges loud and clear, but they were so true. And it was one of the poems that did not take, uh, I didn't wrestle with word choice all of these things were just written on my heart Mm. and it was just overflowing Mm. but it was not in one medium like you said Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like 
Radical Gentleness talks about my reality and my framing and my service to you and how I saw you, what my role was as I saw it through mm-hmm. the lens of my faith. Mm-hmm. And then there are things that are creative compositions that are neither song nor poem, just insight to an incredibly necessary process. Right. Then we have the check-in. Yeah. Right. And this is like the first time the public is hearing the counsel of brothers who have been holding me up behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So much of what I chose to prioritize is my wife, is my daughter. But wellness must include an assessment of self. There is no wellness if you're only serving others. You have to learn how to serve yourself, learn how to love yourself. And that work was also assisted deeply by the composition of brothers who are so critically important to this story we tell. Mm-hmm. Right There are all these behind the scene people who really have been there and stayed there mm-hmm. and then added value creatively. Mm-hmm. Right, We have Monty. Mm-hmm. We have Brookfield Deuce. Mm-hmm. We have Kevin Allen. Yeah. We have Salvatore. Mm-hmm. We have John. Right. They were there before any song was recorded and then assisted and made sure that every song got recorded <laughs> and then made sure it was mixed in Enon. We, when Enon sent what is no weapon. Yeah. I couldn't believe where he went. He pulled vocals from one of the healing circles that we were performing at. <laughs> and it was so beautiful and so true. Yeah. That dang and true to our voices. But I also enjoyed building that record when he gave that canvas to me. And because I knew where every sound came from, I knew how to go get those sounds. Yeah. I knew who was in the room. <laughs> right. I was the it came from my phone. Right. So he's I partner with Lauren. Else. He is he is something else. I go back to Lauren. I say, Lauren, listen. I go back to Lauren, who was at the beginning. Who wrote who wrote Baby Bailey Girl. Yeah. And I pull up on her and I let her hear my verses to the instrumental. Mm-hmm. And I say, Lauren, do you think you can do this with me? <laughs> she like rig. You, you know, already you know, already know Reed. Reed. You I, already know. She always say that. You already know. It's an honor, know, bro. <laughs> Kamayu been talking to me this whole time. Because <laughs> Lauren has Kamayu's program, Celebration of Life, atop on her studio. Yep. And always regards their creative relationship. Yeah. That they've had since Kamayu was in utero. And they do have a creative relationship. <laughs> because how else could Lauren write that song? How could she describe that person like that? I'm shaking my head. It blows my mind because one of the things that really blows my mind is says, will she have a smile like Kariga mm-hmm. or come through with those curls like Felicia? Mm-hmm. And when I look at Kamali, <laughs> I say, what are the odds? How does this come to be? Yeah, she definitely got my curl. And she definitely has my smile. Oh, I didn't know you thought that. 
Oh. <laughs> I thought that was my smile. What the heck? I thought that was. No, I'm kidding. Y'all no. pray for Felicia. <laughs> Nothing's wrong. She just think Kamali got her smile. Kamali look like me. She she does look just like you. Yeah. I love that. That's yeah. fun. She she look like you too in some way. She just has my facial expressions. She does. She has all the muscles behind the features. You should see her eyebrows. You, <laughs> when you are saying something that she's not feeling, she cannot hide it on her face. And eyebrows. I've never seen that. I don't even know what you're talking about. Well, you don't have the same <laughs> eyebrows that we have. Listen, hold, now, Rika, I'm going to pause you really quick, okay? Yeah. Because I want to take the time to mention this other project that is actually focusing on Black fatherhood. Absolutely not. Go ahead. You should definitely take some time to let the folks know what our friends at Shea Moisture Men are up to. Okay. So Shea Moisture, they've created this, a father's lullaby, right? And it's it's called A Light Inside of You. And it's this new way that they are celebrating and elevating Black Dad joy. I think that's dope. A Light Inside of You. Yeah. It reminds me of Source of Light. I could see why you would say that. And I, I very much agree with you. But let's just take a listen to their details. Shea Moisture Men is committed to celebrating dads daily. As a part of lifting their voices, we created a father's lullaby called Light Inside of You. This lullaby is for us, by us. It is our way of creating our own generational tradition to be passed down father to father. We want to share the voice of love, tenderness, and joy and hope that black dads already share with their babies and with the entire world. Let's normalize and celebrate black love in the form of a father's lullaby, our story, our song. The world needs to see and hear the love of black fathers. Go to shamoisture.com slash men or shamoistermen on IG and listen to a father's lullaby and then challenge a black dad to share his story, his song, by singing the lullaby to his babies and posting it by using the hashtag a father's lullaby. I, I, I honestly feel that was that was jai like dope. Uh, I think that he like you know prayers of an angel father being my testament to my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that there is room that's being in, created intentionally mm-hmm. for all fathers to mm-hmm. se- celebrate mm-hmm. their identity and fatherhood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's critically important. Absolutely, and so to all the black men who are integral in raising our youth. Um, you all just head over to SheaMoisture.com slash men to celebrate black fatherhood, which is bringing me back to what we've been talking about. You dig. Praise <laughs> of an angel father. Yes. Black fatherhood. Yes. I just want to take a second to acknowledge the black fathers on the project. And honestly, I love that we hear from yours. Yeah. Connected to the project. You, you do get to hear from my pops. Yeah, you, it's like you you should see Karika's eyebrows. They went up. You got so excited. You do. Yes, I think that is so dope because it lends more context into your background. Yeah, truly, truly, <laughs> truly, truly. What I'm saying? I'm just calling to check on you on Feli. Feli. Yeah, I'm Feli. I yeah. love that. Take care. Bless. <laughs> but introducing the listener to my family was also really important because... It was connected to how I journeyed. Mm -hmm. It was connected to my prayers of an angel father. It was connected to the strength of my prayers. How early I learned my own prayers. I didn't Mm. pray somebody else's prayers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My Mm -hmm. mother made it very clear that I could pray my own prayer. So having that as a layer of armor 
in these deep waters mm. was so important because I had to believe in what I was saying. And it's really remarkable because the only thing that really kind of gave me some reference, despite the pain, was Matthew. No, James. James 1, right? It says, like, count it all as joy whenever you find yourself in mm-hmm. um, adverse measures, mm-hmm. right? So it's perfecting perseverance. Mm-hmm. And then when you perfect perseverance, you'll be mature and lacking nothing. Mm-hmm. That was, like, a, only a little bit of sense I had because every day felt like adversity. Every day I had to persevere. And I said, how long am I going to have to mature through this? This, does not, this doesn't feel sensible. Mm-hmm. And when I learned that grief was love, Mm-hmm. It wasn't about what was sensible. Mm-hmm. It was about what was abundant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I leaned into the abundance of the love. And it gave me safekeeping so that I could be matured. And that's how I kept writing. In the process of being kept, I could keep emoting. I can keep saying what doesn't make sense. I can keep saying what is hard about this. I can get more and more and more and more clear until I am now writing no weapon processing my loss, processing my references, acknowledging the demons that I felt. And when I say demons, I'm, I don't know what you see, but the level of the thirst I have for revenge mm-hmm. was other was otherworldly. Yeah. It literally was making me sick. I wanted to, I was getting fevers. I was so bent on, Anger and revenge. I was so upset that somebody took my brother's. I was so upset. Yeah. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. Still upset. Absolutely. And and thank you for saying that. Being true to how how you feel. Like that still don't make sense, right? Mm -mm, It never will. But in my perseverance is where I would write about the weight of that thing and I can write about it with such accurate descriptions Mm -hmm. that anybody who's under that weight can identify. So I was able to almost give the coordinates of that particular experience of grief because my perseverance was being perfected. I was becoming more mature. So this process matures me. Mm. It, It starts in what I don't understand and then you hear me stand in my identity as an angel father. Mm -hmm. And when I stood there, it created room for others to stand there, Mm -hmm. for others to express their grief, their loss, their love. I'm glad I chose to stand there. When we went to Jordan Joe, laid some, the guitar was so rightly placed. He played in that room. I remember how he played the room. It wasn't just like notes. Mm -hmm. He played the space Mm. and the time. Mm -hmm. When B. Sims gave us that organ swell Mm -hmm. and went back to go get it. (laughs) There are sounds that mean something to us when we feel them. Yeah. 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 So we were building this testimony. Yeah. And it became this profound experience of joy of truth of sorrow of overcoming of i mean come on lauren Mm -hmm. molly music Mm -hmm. it just came that experience on the record it was beautiful and i loved it because it wasn't about overcoming yeah 
it was about being in it. Yeah. And I guess that's one of my favorites as well. <laughs> all the, Facts. All the tracks. But um, in much like how you describe standing there, right? Standing in your identity as an angel father and how, you know, in, in the beginning I, I shared that you weren't afraid to do that with me. This project is not separate of me and it closes with me in my angel motherhood identity as I am becoming Kamali's mother and having to figure that out, right? Having to navigate that. Mm -hmm. So I'm so grateful that there's room for me there, right? But the path is wide enough for both of us. For both of us, <laughs> the entire time. The entire time. It was wide enough for both of us the entire time. Man. All four of us. All four of us. And I am so appreciative, Riga, that you have been so integral in assuring that that there is room for all of us, that there is space for all of us, that it's wide for all of us. Really quickly, as we as I think about the all of us, mm -hmm. I just want to really acknowledge those who were fathers and saw me as a father in my angel fatherhood. Yes, thank you. And then assisted me in carrying something. They never known how to they never knew how to handle how to hold. That takes a really fierce heart. I just want to point that out. I saw black men do that. Yeah, of course. A they population did. who the world ascribes a different ability to process, a different emotional IQ, a different sophistication of feelings. I saw us be incredibly multidimensional in our ability to hold and process and reference and make room for grief. These fathers did amazing things during the project, mm -hmm. like made sure that my hands were never too full, mm -hmm. took things off of my plate. Mm -hmm. Brookfield Deuce took so many things off my plate. Kev made sure he documented in a way that was true. He'd been telling the story all along for us. Yeah, he has. Right? Monty and his experience, right? And what his parents' experience are. Yeah. So there were all these competencies. Dame, what can we say, right? Right. All these competencies. So I just want to make room um, to acknowledge that in the creation of Prayers of an Angel Father, I saw a type of depth and dexterity and emotional competence displayed by black men that I must tell the world about. So I'm nowhere near done Yay. because I saw it show up. Yes. Thank you for that, Riga. Thank you for continuing to do that work with black men. It's very important, profound work. I want to close this conversation of prayers of an angel father with this particular affirmation. Okay. okay? So if you have, you should have your text because at the beginning I told you to grab your text. So your text shouldn't be too far from you. So you grab your text again. See what I'm saying? And tell your neighbor, touch them with consent to grab their text and turn to page 32. You are reminding me of an usher that was just, <laughs> policing the aisles too. i was an usher okay i can tell you look i like was a on the usher. junior usher board i was in fact and i <laughs> let me tell you and god honest truth we're not going to stay here and god honest truth i actually fell out during prayer one time because i was standing next to the window and they were praying too long and it got too hot <laughs> oh Lord. i had on a long sleeve but uh, we're not going to go there we're going to go back to page 32 the spirit didn't okay. <laughs> and it reads I am a child of answered prayers, and all that I need is within me. 
Life is happening for me, not to me. And because of this, I will have gratitude in all lessons. I'll read it again. I am a child of answered prayers and all that I need is within me. Life is happening for me, not to me. And because of this, I will have gratitude in all lessons. And I think this is a perfect one to close with. Life is happening for me and not to me. And for that, I'll have gratitude in all lessons. Though I don't understand, I still stand in gratitude. Yes. What Kamayu has brought us, what she's taught us, and now what Kamali is teaching us. Yes. Felicia, I'm honored to stand with you. I love you. I'm honored to stand by you. Thank you. I love you too. Thank you for standing with me. Thank you all for joining us once again for another episode of Soul Affirmations with Kariga and Felicia. With Felicia and Kariga. (laughs) Please feel free to write a review, rate, follow us. Engage, tap in. Yes. Tell Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell us, tell us what you want to, I mean, tell us how you feel about it. Like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Tell us how you feel about it. Yeah. Ask us a question. Is there anything you want us to talk about? And if you can, in your spare time, encourage someone, anyone, find somebody who needs encouragement and don't pacify them, but just lift them up. Mm. Peace, Mm. y'all. Peace.